a Flow Media production. Beautiful, a true crime memoir. Written by Cameron Lundgren. Narrated by Jesse Angelis. A tale of fast romance that escalated quickly into a heated exchange. One man now is left accused of a murder that he didn't commit and robbed of the grieving of his lost love. Chapter 11, Birthday Girl, Before the Nightmare, November 2018. Shayna's birthday was right around the corner, and I wanted to surprise her with as many special gifts as I could find, reminiscent of the seven-day challenge a few months back. I went out and picked up all sorts of gifts from Victoria's Secret, including robes, lingerie, and perfume, all in. I had spent 700 bucks maintaining our recent current lovey-dovey status after Vegas Part 1 was a top priority. Plus, I wanted to ensure that happy Shayna was here to stay. We had begun drinking again after Vegas, and I knew how easily she could spiral. My friend Corey's grandpa owned a cabin at Lava Hot Springs in Idaho, about three hours north of Salt Lake City, and he offered to let us use it for the weekend. Corey was a young guy in his early 20s who I'd met at work. We weren't close friends in the way that Chevy and I were, but he was a colleague I had liked to party with before I met Shayna. I reached out to everyone I knew who was close to her so that all her friends could be with us to celebrate. I couldn't wait to show Shayna the amazing hot springs and a birthday she'd always remember. Using social media and friends' recommendations as my guide, I messaged all her friends who I knew personally, and then a good number of people I had yet to meet. Even though Shayna was a social butterfly, I was still surprised of how many people she knew. But my grand idea was too last minute, and most of her friends weren't able to come. My plan had already suffered a small dent, and I kicked myself for not planning sooner. It ended up being a small group. Shayna, Evelyn, Corey, and his girlfriend Becca, my friend Jack, and me. We arrived at the cabin late on a Friday night. Another dent and I asked Shayna to wait in the car as I scurried inside to hang up all my decorations as best as I could and laid out her presents for me. Ten in all, with confetti and strings of happy birthday on the wall. Satisfied with my display, I called for the birthday girl to come inside, and we sang happy birthday as Shayna opened each present. Her smile got wider and wider. I glanced over at Evelyn, who was scowling on the couch. Clearly jealous, she hadn't gone above and beyond for her new best friend's birthday. After presents, we began drinking shot after shot after shot, and all the while Evelyn clung to Shayna's side and cornered her into private conversations. I was losing time with my special birthday girl to a girl Shayna had just met, and it was eating at me, especially after all the effort I had put in. But there was something else weird about the situation. I just couldn't place it. Why did it feel like a battle for Shayna's attention? Corey, Becca, and Jack ran into town to grab more booze, leaving Shayna, Evelyn, and me at the cabin. I was awkwardly loitering around the girls' conversation. Shayna looked at me and glowered. Cameron, can you give us some time alone? Thrown off considering there was no one else for me to talk to, and annoyed she didn't want to talk to me on her birthday, I nodded and grabbed a full bottle of Jägermeister off the counter and took it and our luggage to one of the second-story bedrooms. I leaped into the bed, twisting the cap off the booze, feeling annoyed, upset, 
and even a bit jealous. Putting the bottle to my lips, I chugged every last drop. Finishing just as Shayna walked in and gave me an odd look. Did you drink all of that? Sure did. I grinned, wiping my mouth at the back of my hand. You don't want to spend time with me after all I've done. I guess I'll spend it with my alcohol friend here. You're going to die, Cameron. She squawked, rushing back downstairs to look for help. Things went fuzzy after that. The next thing I remember was waking up next morning to the most excruciating hangover I had ever felt. And to top it off, I was still drunk. My eyes fanned open and I managed to force myself into a sitting position. Corey was standing at the kitchen counter eating a bagel. Big night, huh, bud? I massaged my temples and winced in response. We stayed on watch last night to make sure you didn't die of alcohol poisoning in your sleep. Unfortunately, it looks like you stayed alive. He chuckled to himself. Where's Shayna? Where did she sleep last night? Corey merely shrugged his shoulders. All I know is, it's almost noon and they left several hours ago for the hot springs, man. Despite the throbbing ache in my brain, my anger lashed out. Nothing had gone as planned. I had gotten drunk like an idiot and was too hungover to go to the hot springs. The one thing I was excited to show Shayna. And she'd ignored me all night and then ditched me this morning after I planned this great weekend for her. I was losing. I was pacing back and forth in front of a stunned Corey. Each new jolt of rage only made my hangover worse. We didn't have reception at the cabin, so there was no way of calling or texting her. Did she even sleep with me last night? Or was I moved to the couch? My fury grew with every minute. But without a way to reach Shayna, I was helpless. The floor was beginning to move, so I laid back down on the couch and waited. When their car eventually pulled up around noon, I had built up enough frustration to throw my still drunken stupor to the wayside and I stomped out to their car. If you just want to hang out with your lesbian friend this whole fucking time, then she can pay for all this shit, I thundered, glaring at Evelyn. Clearly dismayed by my vulgar display of anger, Shayna responded, Cameron, relax. We were worried about you all night. No, fuck this shit. I'm packing up and going home. I sneered at Evelyn, then looked back at Shayna. You two can have each other. I stormed back inside and began packing my things. Shayna appeared in the doorway, her demeanor trepid and soft. Baby, baby, listen to me. She strode into the room to grab my face and pull me in. You're mine, and I'm sorry. I didn't know you were getting so frustrated with me. Her gentleness and the feel of her hands on my face started to dull the flames inside my chest. Shayna, I spent hours planning this and looking for those presents. I wanted to be the one to show you the hot springs, and I thought this would be a special time for us together. All you've done is ignore me since we got here. My face was still red with heat, but cooling each second her hands held my cheeks. Baby, I'm so sorry. I really am. Please forgive me. I'll stay by your side the rest of the trip. She leaned in to rest her forehead against mine. Shayna, I don't want you to have to do that. I want you to want to do that. I pleaded right before she pulled me in for a kiss. I want to be with you. You're mine, got it? I searched her face for a second. 
then gave a small sigh. Did you bring the toys? She whispered, a smile playing on her lips. The pounding of blood in my head escaped my face and moved to another part of my body. She always knew how to win me over. It was that damn makeup sex. How am I supposed to give you a happy birthday without them, beautiful? She smiled and locked the door. That night, we had planned to go to the Blue Moon Bar and Grill downtown. Lava Hot Springs is a small, quainty, touristy town, usually filled with kids coming for the bar scene. There probably isn't a building under 100 years old, and it always seems that there's a lot more people milling around than rooms to hold them all. We found a cozy bed and breakfast with a hot spring close by, just a few blocks from the bar, and picked up two rooms. The place we chose was a packed house, and the energy was palpable. I opened my tab to our group, wanting to give Shana the best night after ruining it the night before. In normal fashion, we chose to take copious shots of fireball, which went down fast and painlessly. There was a final trick up my sleeve to add to our 10 birthday presents. I planned to do a strip tease for Shayna to a special song she loved. I approached the DJ and asked him if he could play Kygo's rendition of Happy Birthday, and he agreed he would find it. Setting up a chair on stage, I looked over to see Shayna was already making lots of friends in the crowd, and the night was shaping up to be a good time. The DJ got on his mic and called Shayna up to the stage and instructed her to sit in the chair. A few rowdy girls from the audience jumped on stage and tried to take over my dance routine for her, but I bound up the stage and waved them off before ripping off my shirt. The girls shot me mean looks and hopped off the stage, but I had no interest in befriending anyone that night. My sole attention was on Shayna. I slowly danced my way up to her, shirtless, channeling my best Magic Mike impression. There were a few nearby tables of women cheering and whistling at me, but I didn't see the same intoxication in Shayna's face. When the music ended and I walked her off stage, she hissed at me, Cameron, you're embarrassing me. I thought for sure a sexy dance from her boyfriend in a far off city where no one knew either of us would have been just the thing she wanted, but it seemed like I couldn't do anything right by her. Are you even proud to be with me, Shayna? I demanded, growing more upset. You need to calm down, she fired back. I gave her some space and scanned the crowd until I found Corey at the bar, and we both ordered another shot. Dude, we're probably going to head back to the cabin, but uh, my grandpa found out about your episode this morning. Said the neighbor called him to complain about someone screaming, and he doesn't want you back. Sorry, man. Nothing else could possibly go wrong this weekend. That's fine, I lied. I'll grab a room in town tonight. He gave me a quick pat on the back, and I told him to be safe driving back as we walked away. Knowing I needed to tell Shayna about my change of plans, I plowed through the crowd for about half a song before finding her talking to one of the girls that tried to dance for her on stage. Shayna, where's Jack and Evelyn? She turned to me, making a show of crossing her arms. I don't know, Cameron. Funny how you said you'd be by my side all night, yet you don't even seem to want to be near me, she replied coolly. Confused, I said, what are you talking about? You said you'd be by my side. Where's Jack and Evelyn? I repeated, but she simply rolled her eyes as she grabbed my hand to shuttle me to the dance floor stage. The fireball shots had hit their peak, and both of us were drunk out of our minds. 
Shayna was swaying her head to the music in ecstasy when a man 10 years older than me tapped me on the shoulder. This is my wife. He nodded his head toward the leggy blonde beside him. I like your woman. I wanted to see if you wouldn't mind me dancing with her. Not at all, I slurred, then quickly swapped partners and started to dance. Nearly 10 seconds later, two tall bouncers in black shirts came up to me, each grabbing an arm. Sir, you're 86th, and you have to leave. You're out of control. They boomed in their deep voices as they escorted me out the back. I didn't even have a chance to talk to Shana before I was in the alley face to face with a closed red chip door of the bar. It was early November and freezing and I hadn't brought a coat, not that I would have been given the time to snag it from inside before those big oafs carried me out. I yanked my cell out of my pocket and began calling everyone from our group, but no one answered. Stumbling around the back entrance of the bar, one of the bouncers came back out and yelled, You can't be within 100 feet of the bar. You need to leave. Without a house to go back to, I bumbled down the alley for about 20 yards when I heard the slam of the bar back door echo down the alley as a group of about 10 guys piled out, whooping and jeering. Then, towards the back of the group, I spotted Shayna. She was fuzzy, but it was her. Where are you going, Shayna? I bellowed through my hands. The same girl who had tried to dance with her earlier had Shayna's arm in hers, and she looked back at me and laughed as they walked into the opposite direction down the alley. We're taking her with us, and you're not going to do anything about it, she yelled, taunting me. I broke out into a slight run after them and started screaming at Shayna. Shayna, you need to think this through. You should stay here. I wanted to fight my way to her through the men, but it was hopeless. I was outnumbered by at least eight men, so I did the next best thing I could think of and called 911. The group disappeared down the alley just as the operator picked up. 911, what's your emergency? Fighting through the jumble of words in my head, I managed to say, I was with my girlfriend at the bar in downtown Lava and a bunch of guys left with her. I'm worried about her safety. I managed slurring my words. I continued to follow the pack from a safe distance behind. You're a little ways from my closest officer, but hang tight, sir. I followed these guys and Shayna on foot to their hotel room. It was pretty cold being November, likely close to freezing, and it was about half a mile. When the police showed up there to meet me, they said there was nothing they could do because she left with them on her own free will and went inside with them, even though she was heavily intoxicated. Defeated, I staggered about a block down from them to our hotel and sent a text to our group letting them know I was done for the night. An hour or so went by when I got a knock on my hotel door. I opened it to find Jack standing there with a crumpled Shana beside him, both of their long hair in disarray and matted to their faces. Cameron, thank God I found your girl. He waltzed right in, keeping Shayna upright. How did you lose her? Evelyn and I were at the bar when I got your text, and we were just about to drive back to the cabin when we found her walking around downtown, barely able to stand. Jack used whatever muscle he had on his skinny body to bring her to the edge of the bed, and she immediately plunged into the mattress. The room was spinning, and I knew if I didn't go to bed soon, I'd end up sleeping on the toilet. We'll, we'll talk in the morning, man. 
Thanks for bringing her here. I plopped down on the bed next to Shayna with one arm around her. That next morning, I woke up feeling ashamed, disappointed, and like a total dumbass. My attempts to give Shayna a memorable birthday had worked, but in the worst way. I had gotten too drunk, and I let some skeevy local bouncers con me into thinking I was being kicked out, when really, they just wanted to get Shayna alone. We drove back home to Utah in silence, with Evelyn at the wheel and Shayna sitting passenger, while I slumped in the backseat with Jack, sleeping off my hangover. When Shayna and I got to my house, we both crawled straight into bed, barely speaking. I felt so ashamed of my behavior, and although I wanted to ask Shayna what happened in the hotel, I selfishly couldn't bring myself to face the truth. I wouldn't be able to live with the guilt. Thank you again for joining us here on the podcast. Just a reminder, this podcast comes out every Monday and Wednesday, so go ahead and mark that on your calendar. Also, you can get this book on Amazon, so go ahead and click on the link below, and you could either read along with us or you can skip ahead, find out what happens to Cam. Again, thanks so much for being here today. This is a Flow Media production. <laughs>